Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. I'm, of course, your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at TheFlexNetwork1. Ladies and gentlemen, we're walking in to week six, waiver wires. You blink, and the season's almost over. Okay, uh, maybe not quite over, but five weeks in the bank, and this is when really it gets real, because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The bye weeks are here. The bye weeks are here. So. As you're preparing for your week six lineups and for your week six waiver wires, be aware the teams on by this week are the Detroit Lions, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Tennessee Titans, and the Houston Texans. Now, I will say I'm recording this the evening of Monday, October 10th, right before the Monday night kickoff game between the Raiders and the Chiefs. So I have no idea what's going to happen in that game. But there are some major injuries that we do need to talk about this weekend. Now I would say the biggest injury by far that's going to impact the fantasy landscape is of course, Rashad Penny being down he fractured his tibula and is going to be out for the rest of the season. So we're going to talk about my favorite out of the week. One of my favorite rookies in the class and potentially a league winner a little bit later, James Connor. He got knocked out. He's going to be day-to-day -day with the ribs. It's going to open up an opportunity for Eno Benjamin. Daryl Williams also missed time with the knees. So depending on the status of Connor, Eno Benjamin is a potential player we need to talk about. T. Higgins, ankle. Tried to play it. Couldn't finish the game. Not really going to impact our waiver ads because Tyler Boyd is wavered in probably over 80% of leagues. So it's not really going to be a waiver ad, but just something to be aware of. And then again, for those of you who are continuing to struggle at the tight end position, Dalton Schultz, who he was the fifth or sixth tight end drafted in, in leagues this year in, in the summer, he missed time again. So it's been a disappointment. We're going to try to help you out at tight end, but let's not bury the lead. The number one waiver wire target this week, the running back, Kenneth Walker of the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I love Kenneth Walker. He is rostered in 58% of leaves. So typically, we like to say anybody around the 50 and higher mark, we don't like to mention, but that means in 42% of leagues, Kenneth Walker is still available. You need to go out. I have 50% of my fab budget on this. Personally, I would probably be willing to spend 75 to 80%. Ken Walker is a special type player. We saw it. Just this weekend, he had a 69-yard touchdown run, and he looked electric doing it. Now, let's talk a little bit about Kenneth Walker, the player, okay? Because, frankly, we haven't really seen a lot of him so far this season because Rashad Penny, for his part, was playing very, very well. And, of course, Pete Carroll is old and curmudgeonly, and he's going to trust the veteran players. But Kenneth Walker was drafted at pick 209 by the Seattle Seahawks this year in the 2022 NFL Draft. He's five foot nine. 211 pounds. Now, his college dominator rating, which again, for a running back, would account for a team's rush yards and rushing touchdowns was 50.2% college dominator rating, which means he literally accounted for half of Michigan State's production on the ground last year. That is a 99th percentile college dominator rating. Okay, let's just look at some of the box scores here. He played 12 games last season, 2021, for 263 rush attempts. He had 1,636 yards for 18 touchdowns. He had 19 total because he caught one through the air. And he only had 13 receptions on 20 targets for 89 yards. Now, 
The 5% target share is a worry. And that was really his biggest question mark coming into the season is whether or not Ken Walker could take the next step at the passing game. But let me just tell you some things here, okay? When you look at some of the advanced stats on this player, last year he had yards after contact, 1,168. You know Brees Hall, pretty damn electric. Yeah, he had 713. 1168 for Kenneth Walker. That is amazing. Kenneth Walker missed tackles forced 89 last year. That by far led any of the eligible running backs this year. Again, by comparison, Brees Hall, stud of studs, he had 74 missed tackles forced. Now, is Kenneth Walker explosive? The answer is yes, he is. Okay. He had 30, counted 30 carries. 15 or more yards. When you look at his player comparables, which is basically his athleticism tied in with his college production, his best comparable player on playerprofiler.com, again, our data service of choice, Ladanian Tomlinson. Second best, Rashad Penny, Tevin Coleman, Ray Rice, and then D'Angelo Williams. It's a pretty stout group of class that he is with. Now, is Ken Walker, does he profile with some of the advanced metrics that we like to say? Yes, he is. Because one of the most predictive stats, obviously college production is a big part of it, but it's his speed score. He had a 4.38 40-yard dash. Again, he's 5'9", 211 pounds. That is a 99th percentile 40-yard dash. And when you equate that for size and speed, his speed score is 114.7, which is a 90th percentile player. This man is a monster. Seattle. They love to run the ball. We saw it. We've seen it. Look, Geno Smith, for his credit, is doing very, very well. Tyler Lockett, again, in week five, broke out. But we know the identity of the CLC Hawks is they want to be a running team. And Kenneth Walker is going to be able to help take this team to the next level because he really is a complete back. And I hope, I hope that he has the ability to stay healthy because so far this season, it's been crazy how many running backs have been injured. So needless to say, if you guys didn't notice, I love Kenneth Walker. You need to go out and need to acquire this player if he's still available in your leagues. I have 50% in my guidance, but again, the reason you watch this video is because you know you maybe want to spend 75 to 80% on this player. Okay, let's move on. Now, a guy we talked about last week, he's still rostered in only 54% of leagues, which means, yeah, sorry, rostered in 46% of leagues. He's available in 54% of leagues. That's Rashad White, running back the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, again, I'm going to recommend about 4 to 5% of your fab budget on him. Now, he did keep pace. Last week, we saw 38% snap share. This week, we saw 39 Last week, he made all of his production pretty much in the receptions. He went 5 for 5. This week, he caught 4 receptions. He didn't get to touchdown this week. And Leonard Fournette, we, we talked about it all the time. He's a dog, okay? I would really like to see this uh, snap share move up to around 45%. I don't know if that's going to happen, but right around 40%, that's a healthy number. Rashad White is a great stash, and he's a player that you can, I wouldn't say be comfortable starting at a pinch, but if Leonard Fournette's still healthy, Rashad White, it's bye weeks. Sometimes you got to be desperate in some of these deeper leagues. Go out, get yourself Rashad White. Okay, Eno Benjamin. We talked about James Conner was injured, and Daryl Williams has a knee, and he also left the game. So, Arizona plays Seattle next week, which we know is going to be a high-scoring game because for the most part this season, Seattle has been very productive. Arizona, maybe not so much, but we know they know how to put up points. Even though the James Conner injury does appear minor, 
It was a rib injury. He dealt with ribs last year in twenty one in the twenty twenty one playoffs. So I don't know. Players have different pain tolerances, so you can probably get a shot. But keep in mind that the cards, yes, they are kind of tanking right now, but they still probably have playoff ambitions. So you know Benjamin. He's going to be a great stash. He's only uh, rostered in 16% of leagues. I recommend upwards of 4% of your fab budget. Okay, moving on. Dion Jackson of the Indianapolis Colts. He's only rostered in 5% of leagues. Now, if you happen to pick up Dion Jackson and you had the guts to start him last week, well, congratulations. He had a very productive week because Jonathan Taylor, as we know, was out. And then Naeem Hines, pretty much on the first play or his first touch of the game, was knocked out with a concussion. And it didn't look good. So... We don't know JT's status as of now, again, recording this Monday night, but it sounded like he was close to playing if it wasn't a Thursday night game last week. So we can assume that JT is going to be back for next week. But that's not to say that Dean Jackson isn't at least worth stashing because when he was playing, he did look electric. Of course, he was a 2021 UDFA. He's 5'11", 218 pounds. He has a 4.47 40-yard dash and a 90th percentile speed score. He's explosive, and we saw that on the field. On Thursday night. So I'm going to say Dion Jackson is a player. And listen, the majority of the players we've been talking about all season on this waiver wire show has been running backs. And that's because it's the most likely position to get injured. Go get Dion Jackson, load your bench up with some of these speculative style running backs. And that's how you're going to win your league. If you don't have the cash to go out and get Kenneth Walker, or if Kenneth Walker is already rostered in one of your leagues, Go see if DJ Dallas is there. He's only rostered in 1% of leagues, and I'd recommend a couple bucks on this guy. We saw that Dallas is second in the offense, and Travis Homer still has at least a few more weeks where he's likely going to be on IR. Now, he was placed on IR after week three, which means he probably is going to be only available as early as week eight, which means, at the very least, if P. Carroll is going to continue to run a committee back offense, then DJ Dallas will have some viability on a weekly basis. Okay, Jalen Warren of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, I know, I know. What a world if you happen to have Najee Harris on your fantasy team. It's not looking good. And frankly, the Steelers don't look good right now. They're one and four. I would say Kenny Pickett probably wasn't ready to start. I mean, he looks fine. He looks okay. But he just doesn't look like he's confident and he's going to be great for the Steelers this year. Now, Kenny Pickett, he's a baller. I think he's going to be decent in the NFL. Maybe a middling type quarterback, but he's going to be decent. They don't look right. But being that said, Jalen Warren, when he had the ball, he did look pretty reasonable. And he did, guess what? He had a season-high 51% snap shares. Granted, it was a blowout, and the majority of those snaps were in the fourth quarter. Just something to be aware of. Jalen Warren, he's a nice little running back stash player that you can put on your bench. Let's move on to the wide receiver position, shall we? Josh Reynolds of the Detroit Lions had another fantastic week. Now, I will say, again, the Detroit Lions are on their bye week next week. So that'll give an opportunity for DJ Chark to get healthy and Amara St. Brown to be healthy. Now, St. Brown did play this week, but he was only on 32% of snaps and only received six targets. He went four for six for 18 yards. Reynolds, again, had the highest snap share, but it's going to be risky. So if you can afford the bench spot and you don't have a ton of players on bye this week, Josh Reynolds, a couple bucks of your fab is worth going after. Alec Pierce of the Indianapolis Colts. Again, Thursday night game. 
the number one wide receiver is going to be Michael Pittman on that team. There's no debating that. But the clear number two behind Pittman is Alec Pierce. Sorry, Paris Campbell. It ain't going to happen. And the thing that's important here is that, yes, the box score didn't look amazing, but, but, as a whole, that game was trash. But Alec Pierce made some very key first downs to get the ball moving. <sighs> it's going to be hard to rely on Alec Pierce. I was a bit of a skeptic of him, but listen, he he looks good right now. A couple bucks, go out and get yourself Alec Pierce. Khalil Shakir, yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about him last week on the show, and he, he came through. He came through. Isaiah McKenzie was out with the concussion this week, and obviously, for those of you not living under a rug, it was a Gabe Davis week. He had two massive touchdowns, including a 98-yard touchdown. Pretty much, what was it, the first drive? of the Buffalo Bills. So it was, I mean, Gabe Davis is explosive. Khalil Shakir had some pretty damn good catches on his own. Again, we need to keep an eye out. Isaiah McKenzie, he's got the concussion. It's it's a pass or fail sort of thing with the concussions. The other 100% passed it, or they're not going to let you in the game. But we did see that when James McCredder was in town and not injured with the ankle, they wanted to use a bit of a committee in the slot. And Khalil Shakir... Every time he's been given the opportunity, he's showing out. So, I mean, Buffalo Bills, they have a just embarrassment of riches at the wide receiver position, and Khalil Shakir fits in there. Go ahead and take a stab at Khalil Shakir. I, I would say between 2 to 3% of your fat budget. Okay. Last player I want to talk about here is Diami Brown of the Washington Commanders. Now, he's 0% rostered, and I'm going to suggest you don't want to spend money on Diami Brown. And the reason I'm talking about him is because he was a beneficiary of John Dodson being out, and he got two touchdowns, but it was only two receptions and it was only on four attempts. And he also only played 32% of snaps. So we thought it could be a Curtis Samuel week. We thought it could be a Terry McLaurin week. Turns out it was a Diami Brown week. Speculative ad. We liked him as a prospect. Still a little bit risky. I mean, when Ron Rivera comes out and straight up says, what are they missing on this team? And they say they're missing a quarterback. Not exactly a glowing endorsement for a guy Carson Wentz, but Diami Brown, Look good. Touchdown upside. Jahan Dawson's back. Probably not worth rostering, but if he's not, we see that there's a little bit of upside. Again, deep leagues only, and if you're dealing with some of these bye weeks. Okay, let's move on to the quarterback position. Now, I have three players that I want to talk to you about. None of these guys are rosterable in single quarterback leagues, so you're only going to be looking at these players if you are in a super flex league or in the dreaded two-quarterback league. Okay, so the first player on my list I have is Bailey Zappi of the New England Patriots. He's rostered in only 3% of leagues. Listen, he threw only 21 passes, but he completed 17 to 21 attempts. Mac Jones is still dealing with the ankle injury, and we saw that Bailey Zappi, at the very least, was able to make Jacoby Myers productive. Myers got in the end zone. He doesn't do that with Mac Jones, unfortunately. Bailey Zappi... He's continuing to make a case that he is, at the very least, a backup-worthy quarterback. And don't forget, Bailey Zappi did ball out in college. So the quarterback position as a whole is very hard to predict because so much of it is just the intangibles. Bailey Zappi seems to have a lot of those intangibles. I don't want to go hyperbole here, okay? Just saying, in Superflex, it's important to have depth at the quarterback position. Go spend a buck or two on Bailey Zappi. P.J. Walker. Of the Carolina Panthers, again, super flex only. He's rostered in 0% of leagues because, well, why would he be rostered? I'm going to again suggest about a buck. Baker Mayfield had the high ankle sprain, and Sam Donald is still out on IR, which means that P.J. Walker, 
is going to be getting the start next week. And guess what? For those of you who didn't know, Matt Rule was fired today. That's right. The Carolina head coach, Matt Rule, was fired today. <sighs> their interim head coach is going to be Steve Wilkes, who is currently their defensive pass game coordinator and the secondary coach. It's going to be a hot dumpster fire, but what do we like about P.J. Walker and why is he fantasy relevant? Because he's quick. He can get fantasy points on his feet. And can he really be that much worse than Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield hasn't exactly done a lot to instill confidence in us. P.J. Walker, bunker two. Okay, moving on. Last quarterback position, Skylar Thompson of Miami. Now, for whatever reason, Skylar Thompson had a bit of a hive on Twitter this year. Um, our, our guy Flex Matt, he was all into Skylar Thompson. Thompson could just be a one-week starter. Um, we saw Teddy Bridgewater was knocked out with a concussion last week, and Skylar had to play the majority of the game. Two, of course, was knocked out two weeks ago. Probably should have been three weeks ago at this point. So we don't know what the situation is going to be with Tua. We don't know what the situation is, is going to be with Teddy. There's a very realistic possibility that Skylar Thompson can be the quarterback, is going to be the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Now, we saw that Tyreek Hill was knocked out of the game early, but if he's back, we know what Tyreek Hill can do with his legs after the catch. The key thing here is that Jalen Waddell, for the most part without Tua, has looked abysmal. He's not getting the targets. He's not getting the opportunities. And that worries me a lot. So all you want at this point, if you're getting, listen, if you're not in a super flex league, you want a competent quarterback throwing the ball to Jalen Waddell. If it's going to be Skyler next week, it's going to be a very real conversation. Do you want to sit Jalen Waddell? It's going to be tough. I don't have the answer yet, but yeah, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. So Skylar Thompson, again, only if you're desperate. I'm going to suggest a $0 bid. Not Maybe a buck if you're desperate quarterback. I don't see you being desperate, though. Okay, moving on. The tight end position. The tight end position. My God. What a crapshoot. We saw Pat Fry move to knockdown this week with the concussion. Of course, we already talked about Dalton Schultz is dealing with the injury. Taysom Hill is only rostered in 24% of leagues. He's going to be a hot waiver wire ad this week because he put up, what, oh, I think it was 34, 35 points in fantasy this week alone. The only tight end that has outscored Taysom Hill this season are, you guessed it, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Taysom Hill, after this week explosion, is the third highest scoring tight end on the season. What does that say? Listen, Taysom Hill is going to drive you nuts. Because he's going to get only a few opportunities every single game. But if you think about it, most tight ends, after I would say right around the TJ Hawkinsons, the um, uh, you know, like that that level of of tight ends, Zach Ertz maybe Dallas Goddard, like th that range. Those guys are starting every week. But anything below that, Taysom Hill. Listen, Ty Conklin, the guy I've been preaching about for the last three weeks. The last two weeks with Zach Wilson, has done nothing. So clearly it was a function of Joe Flacco preferring the tight end over Zach Wilson. It sucks. This is what it's going to be if you didn't spend up and get one of those reliable tight ends. Taysom Hill is just as good as one, any of those other guys. And we saw this week, in any sort of league format, he can put up 35 points. It's not likely going to happen very often. This probably is going to be the best week on the season. But Taysom Hill, plug your nose, and... Go and bid 5 to 7% on your fab budget. 
depending on your need at tight end. Next guy I want to mention, and this is going to be the last player that I want to talk about today, is Robert Tunyon of the Green Bay Packers. He's rostered in only 44% of leagues. I'm going to suggest, again, a couple bucks, one to two bucks, uh, your fab budget on him. Now, Tunyon is only logging just shy at 50% of the snaps in every game this season, but he is reliable. Just like when we, he first jumped on the scene, he was being hyper-efficient catching touchdowns. So far, not a lot of touchdowns, but he's 17 for 20 on the season in terms of passes. The Green Bay Packers are in trouble right now. We know that Aaron Rodgers is going to go after he's 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 simplifying the offense. He's going after Randall Cobb. He's he's looking at players that he trusts, and Robert Tunyon is one of the players that he trusts. If you don't have again one of these reliable Zach Ertz level type tight ends, T.J. Hawkins level tight ends. Robert Tunyon is just as good as an Evan Ingram, as a Gerald Everett, although Gerald Everett, first part, is doing pretty good, minus last week. So this is the landscape of the tight end position. You kind of just have to suck it up and do it. So Robert Tunyon, bid a couple bucks and hope for the best. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I have for the week. It's a quick show because really it's just a lot of sizzle at the top and a lot of just dudes that are out there. So. If you haven't already, go to our website. We have so many free, great articles out there talking about what it took to take down the Millie Maker. We talk about showdowns. We talk about, obviously, different cheat sheets. So become a VIP member if you do want to spend an extra little bit of capital. Follow DFS Army to, at DFS Army on Twitter, okay? Just, just, just do yourself a favor. Give them a follow. And every single week, every single contest, we have people placing in the top five, top 10 spots, and they're cashing every single week, every single day. If you're sick of losing at DFS, go try it out. If you like what you're listening to, please, it means a lot to me if you would subscribe. If you want to comment on the video, that even adds to the algorithm. All the stuff does well for us. We're trying to grow this fantasy football show, so thank you so much for all the loyal patrons who are out there who are watching every single week. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Hopefully you're finding value in this content. So with that, I'm going to say once again, good luck in week six of fantasy football season. And hey, listen, if you didn't win this week, there's always the grind season. It ain't over yet. Yes, there's five weeks in the bank, but we got a lot of football left. So good luck in week six. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. Peace. 